The Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Reaper Apparel Company. Reaper Apparel offers a casual line of superb fit, finish, and comfort. We design for those who refuse to die slowly and choose to live untamed. For those who aren't afraid to face the dark, for the ones that thrive in it, and for those who can appreciate life through a grim lens. That's Reaper Apparel Company. Go to the link in the description of this episode, use the promo code Mike Bono, and get 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my own personal merch store, the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. I have hats, I have t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, water bottles, notebooks, you name it, I've got it. The description and the link for that will be in the description of this episode. Also, right now, if you use the promo code WELCOME, I will give you 5% off of your first purchase. That's the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. Also, the Rod Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Tactical Brotherhood. All-American-made apparel, which helps support the Second Amendment. You can also find all this in the description of this episode with the link, Tactical Brotherhood. Part of every proceed does go to helping veterans, as it is a very good cause. All American-made products made right here in Minnesota. Go and check them out. Use the promo code PATRIOT15 to get 15% off your purchase. Now, let's start the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ride Home Rants podcast. This is, as always, your host, Mike Bono. I have a great and special episode for us since we did the MLB preview show at the start of the season. It's only fair that we do a World Series preview show. I have a great panel of guests. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. So introduce yourselves, guys, and then tell everyone who you think should be the Guardians' next manager. And we will start with you, Johnny. Everybody knows I'm I'm Johnny Fitty Falcone, the manager of the show. And in my opinion, Sandy Alomar Jr. should be the next uh, Guardians manager to keep continuity within the organization. Okay, not a bad pick. And he's a staple on the round tables, and you can hear him in with tapped in with Tony. Tony. Hey, my name's Tony Bogan. I'm originally from Shaker Heights. And um, my next pick for the Guardians manager. I'm okay with either Stephen Vogt or Will Venable, but here's a, a wild card, Craig Council. Let him atone for 97. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And rounding out this panel, uh, newly father and former guest of the show, TJ. Hi, everybody. My name is TJ Lutt from Willoughby, Ohio. I... I uh, played four years of baseball at Notre Dame College. I believe the next manager should be Sandy Alomar. Um, but Craig Council crossed my mind, Tony, so good good, good call there. But here's a dark horse. Dusty Baker doesn't retire. And we snagged Dusty Baker. That's a bold prediction. I, I, I would be surprised to see that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, all of those are good picks. So I'm going to say any one of those three because I can't think of anybody. What do you got, Fitty? Bono, here could be here could be a good one because they they the the 
the Guardians like to go through recycled um, recycled coaches. You could see a Joe Girardi siding. Joe Girardi. That's not that's bad not bad at all. I wouldn't object to Girardi. No, I don't think anybody would object to Girardi in, in Cleveland. For sure. You had, you, know, you, had, you, know, you, had, you had Tito, you know, come do it um, after, you know, what happened with the, with the Red Sox. And he was a, you know, three-time manager. And, you know, you could have, you know, Joe, Joe Girardi make one last run at it as getting his fourth managerial uh, head coach, you know, position or head manager position. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. And they're down their offseason as we're going to break down here. The Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers. Two teams I didn't think were going to make it this far and make it to this World Series. So, Fiddy, we'll start with you with this one. Who do you think is the hotter team coming into this World Series right now? I think you got to say it's the Rangers. Um, scored a lot of runs. Um, really just blew everyone off the map until the AL. CS, you know, come in as the, the sixth seed, uh, really, you know, not say struggling to get in, but kind of got hot at the end of the season, but kind of, you know, just eked in there and then just really just went through it through the wild card in the ALDS. Um, Diamondbacks are playing good too, but I got to say Texas is the, the hotter team. Okay. Tony, same question. I would have to say uh, Texas has a better offense, but Arizona is a young, scrappy team. That being said, I'm going to say Arizona. They're a young, scrappy team. Nobody expected them to even finish 500, let alone make the playoffs. They sweep Milwaukee. They sweep the L.A. Dodgers and party in their pool. They beat a favorite Philly team. The sky's the limit for them. Even if they somehow don't win it all, they have the pieces to be a threat for years to come. Okay. TJ, what about you? Uh, the Rangers are the hotter team right now. They just dominate. When they win, they don't just squeak by one, two run wins. They dominate games. They hit, they pitch, they do everything, and it's flashy, and it's it's they make a statement every single time they step on the field. Um, they think the D-backs are well-rounded, solid, but they kind of find a way to win. Rangers make you realize that you shouldn't have been out there in the first place. So definitely the Rangers are the hotter team right now. Yeah, I'd have to agree with the Rangers. Um, the, like you said, TJ, they don't win by one, two runs. It's four-plus runs that they're winning by. Like, it's it's hard to go against a team like that. I mean, I'd, I'd be – I'm going to be surprised to see what the D-backs can, can do for them in this game. So, that being said, TJ, let's stay with you. Uh, you know, which team has the better home field advantage in this series? I believe the D-backs have the better home field advantage. I think that this fan base is bought in to what is going on as the young go, the young guys go out and play and they're running around, they're playing small ball, and they're just, you know, they lead change. They come from behind. And that those fans are completely invested in what's going on. I believe the Rangers fans are invested and that's why they're there. But I also believe that with the money that was spent, they expected to be pretty far into the playoffs. So the Rangers need to win where the D-backs have the fan base that will will them to win. Okay. Tony, what about you? I'd have to say the Arizona Diamondbacks, they got a couple of really close ones in Philly. They had that. If they don't have that comeback in game four, they'll probably, they probably lose that series because they took that momentum and prevented Philly from celebrating in their pool. They beat Arizona. They beat the Dodgers on their home field. So I would have to say Arizona – 
kind of like in a flashback to 2001, Arizona got behind the D-backs. So I'll say the D-backs have a better fan base. Okay. Fiddy, round us out. Um, I'm going to say the Rangers actually on this. And here's my reasoning is because the Rangers are in central time. So their games are being played at seven o'clock at home, where it's eight o'clock here, seven o'clock at home. But when they have to go out to Arizona, those games are being played at five o'clock. And I don't know how many people at five o'clock on a Tuesday night are going to go watch the world series. Sure. It sounds good in reality, but you're talking about Phoenix and the traffic and trying to get there and everything else. So I think Arizona will have a great crowd, but I think the Rangers are better equipped to have a better atmosphere because of the time difference of you're not butting up right with people getting off work to go to games. Yeah, I, I was going to say the Rangers too, and it, it's a stupid reason why. Um, and it's because they play Creed. To play to amp up everybody. I mean, who do you hear of playing Creed? And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a low key Creed fan. I'm not gonna lie. I grew up in the '90s. Creed was my jam. Uh, and yeah, you know, I, I got to go with that based off of that reasoning alone. That's the only reasoning why I think Texas has the better. But no, that's a good point, Fiddy. And you know, brings me to you know the next question here. You know, the Texas Rangers play in the Central Time Zone. It's an hour behind the the Diamondbacks. You know, playing on the West Coast Time Zone which is three hours behind us, you know, the start times of the games being at 8 p.m. and the Eastern time zone. Do you think that these time zone differences and uh, starting times is going to hinder viewership uh, of these games? Fitty. Um, I'll go back to this. I think in – I forget what year it was. Tony and TJ will probably know because they're the like the, the really, really, you know, knowledgeable baseball guys. But when, like, the – the Rangers played, I think it was the Phillies, maybe about eight years ago or so. Maybe it was in that World Series. That was one of the worst-rated World Series, like, ever. And it's because there were two smaller, you know, smaller markets. Um, so there's that. And I don't think there's the name draw. But this is being played basically in the Midwestern, North or Southwest part of the country. So I don't know how many the rest of the geographical map is going to tune into this. But also I do think some of the time zone stuff may, may matter because this isn't like they're, they're going off at seven o'clock Eastern time zone. You're talking eight Oh three or whatever it is. And you're talking, maybe games could be till after 10 and who, who, who really is staying up on this part of the country to watch baseball at 10 AM or 10 PM on a Monday or Tuesday night, where I think the West coast, and this, you know, Mountain West and the central part of the country will probably stay up. I would just be curious about by time zones of how they uh, how they break down. But I don't think this is going to be like the most viewed World Series ever because of multiple reasons. Yeah, yeah I'm getting too old to be staying up past 1030 watching a baseball game. But Tony, what about you? How do you think is the time zone change going to affect the viewership? Well, I wouldn't. I don't think it's going to be affected that much. I know. Texas, I know for sure will watch it. Houston will probably hate watch the series because it is their rival. I know Arizona will tune in. Maybe the East Coast won't, and it is what it is. I know I'll be tuning in because people could probably say that about, say, if the Royals made it. Sometimes the most important numbers are the fan base numbers. Like that, those cities' fan bases will tune in if it's the Royals, Rockies, or. Rays, D-backs, 
their fan base is tuned in, even if the big markets don't. If you want, if people want to see two young, exciting teams play ball, then they will, regardless of ratings. Okay, TJ, what about you? Uh, baseball fans are baseball fans. They'll watch the World Series, but unfortunately, baseball has not done a great job of exposing games to people. You have to go to all these different streaming sites and everything yeah. to be able to access these games. And some people gave up a long time ago. So I think that that's the reason why the viewership will be down. You don't have the big names. You don't have the you know, celebrity superstars. So marketing this game is only going to be intriguing to us baseball fans that want to watch young, new players versus, oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. I know that guy. My kid looks up to that player. You're not going to have many of those players playing in this game. So you're not going to attract a bunch of new fans. So I think the viewership will definitely uh, take a little hit here. And additionally, you had Arizona back in the day. You had 2001 playing against New York. That mm-hmm. was just going to get rained. With Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, Derek Jeter, you had big-time names. Yes, on both sides. And yep, uh, exactly. you had, that went seven, but you had St. Louis. You had Albert Williams, mm-hmm. David mm-hmm. Brees, yep. Nelson Cruz. You're talking about heavyweight fights versus this is a great mid mid middleweight fight that will, you know, be very interesting throughout and it'll be technical, but there's not going to be big time shots. I don't I don't believe. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't see these guys hitting it all over the yard and, you know, hit what the not I don't want to say that the average baseball fan wants to see the long ball. Let's just be honest mm-hmm. that they want to see the home runs. They want to see the big jacks. And I just don't see your foresee that happening a lot. And I think. The the common fan knows it, but like you said, TJ, the, the true baseball fans are going to tune in. I think, but yeah, I don't see this having you know astronomical ratings or anything like that. But TJ, let's stay with you. And which team surprised you more by making the World Series? And who was your original pick for the game if it wasn't these two teams? Um, I'll start with my original pick because I think that that goes into um, what I. Um, uh, to answer my question, um, I thought that Houston was going to be there, and I thought I had Houston winning it at the deadline. Uh, I just think that they sneak their way in, and then they just blow everybody out in the playoffs. They're just a playoff-based team. So the Rangers beating them really surprised me. Um, I think the D-backs are going to surprise everybody, but I didn't think that the National League was particularly strong. I didn't think there was dominant teams in the National League. I thought that the Braves were the best team in the regular season. But the minute the postseason starts, different teams come out. And you can't ride what you did in the regular season. So I, I had a feeling the Braves were going to fizzle out. But um, I thought that uh, I thought the, the National League was up for grabs, and I thought that Houston was going to make it to the World Series. So I would say the Rangers are the more surprising team for me. Okay. Tony, same question. I'm going to have to say the Arizona Diamondbacks, especially when you had the successes of the L.A. Dodgers, even though the Padres didn't make the playoffs, you had the Padres, you had the Atlanta Braves, you had the Phillies. You had a very stacked National League. Not to discount the American League, but the Arizona came in, 84 and 78 record. The last team to get in, they got in on the, like Texas, believe it or not, they got in on the second to last day of the regular season. So they're probably thinking, oh, these teams are probably just going to lose in two games. But no, nope, they just got the momentum and just swung that momentum to the World Series. And my picks, I believe, were Houston and Atlanta. You'll have to refresh my memory. 
I, be- I believe you had Atlanta. I know you had Houston for sure. I'm not 100% on Atlanta, but that sounds right. Sometimes it, it takes more than 105 wins to win the World Series. <laughs> yeah. Fitty, what about you? Uh, I definitely had the Braves and the Rays in the World Series, and I had the Braves winning. And I still, I said Kevin Cash in the preview show was the best manager in the MLB, even though the Rays lost. I still think he's the best manager in the MLB. <laughs> um, so. When that went out the window, um, I was like, all right, well, my picks aren't, you know, going through. But I would say I'm more surprised the Diamondbacks are there because um, and their manager's name is is escaping my memory currently. But he's been there seven years. You know, he's had a little bit of success, some winning seasons in there. You know, Bruce Bochy just came over to the Rangers. um, And I would say I'd be more surprised with them. But he can galvanize a franchise. He's went to multiple World Series. So I'm not surprised there in that sense. I'm surprised the Diamondbacks, though, they made it out of, you know, the NL with like the Dodgers and the Braves and, you know, teams like that. So the Phillies, who I thought were going to drop off and they didn't. Um, So I'm more surprised the Diamondbacks got there just because they have a bunch of no-name guys and a manager, yes, that's been there seven years, but only had one playoff appearance before this year and a couple winning seasons. The Rangers are surprising, but... Bruce Bochy galvanizes franchises and immediately leads them to success. So that's why I'm picking the Diamondbacks over the Rangers. Yeah, I th- mine's the Diamondbacks for sure. You know, you you don't foresee small ball making it to to the World Series, and that's what the Diamondbacks play. They play small ball, and you know they they get those gritty runs. And I believe my picks preseason were the Dodgers and the Astros. I believe is who I had in the World Series. I'm not 100% on that. I know I had Houston for sure. I can't remember the NL because it's just it's so wide open. Uh, and I don't think, like like you said, TJ, I don't think there's, you know, that spectacular of play in the NL right now. Um, but, Fitty, let's stay with you. And can you see either of these teams sustaining this run into next year and becoming a uh, – power like the Astros and the, and the Dodgers and in, in, in each year? Um, I think yes and no. Like, I think it also is, this is the old coach in me. It also isn't always as how good are you as how good is everybody else type of deal. Um, and I think TJ as a, as a former head coach can, can also relate to that. It's not always how good are you, how good is everybody else? So, you know the Dodgers are going to be good. You know the Braves are going to be good. You know the Phillies are going to be good. The Padres should be improved. Um, you know, put, you know potentially the Giants are going to going to do well with um, you know Melvin either unofficially having a job or officially having it at the time of this broadcast. So you have them. Um, the Mets should be improved. So I think it's going to be harder for the Diamondbacks to repeat because again the the Rangers have. Bruce and he just is a great manager, probably a top 10 manager of all time. You know, the Yankees are on the downswing. I think, you know, the Red Sox, you know, aren't there, you know, who's that, who does that leave you? The Blue Jays, the Orioles, somebody out of the really bad central, you know, the West is, you know, it's the Astros and everybody else type of deal at different times. So 
I, I just see the Rangers probably sustaining this just because the AL is just really not that good right now outside of the Astros. Yeah, solid points there. Tony, what about you? I would have to say the Rangers, because they do have a history of, they did make it to the World Series in back-to-back years, so they know a little bit of thing or two about making deep postseason runs, especially in the AL, because outside of the Astros and maybe the Mariners, there's really not a threat in the AL. Royals are probably about a year or so away from serious contention. Even though I do like them, they're a little bit of ways away. As far as the NL, Arizona's got to face Philly. You got Atlanta. Even though the Mets are the Mets. The Mets. You got you got a lot of teams that there are probably maybe two or three teams that didn't make playoffs that could make it. So I'll have to say the Rangers. And I hope DeGrom stays healthy. It really sucks to see him constantly, constantly injured. Because he's a great pitcher. And I feel like he could have contributed in a huge way. Right. Absolutely. TJ, what about you? Round us out. Uh, absolutely. I could, these points are spot on. I believe that if it went on a seeding system, we would have 90% nationally teams in the playoffs. I think the AL Central is a joke. I think that um, the AL East is you're going to get your one or two powerhouse teams, and they're just going to beat up on each other so much that nobody's going to be able to gain any any real ground. Um I think that uh, the AL West, every if there was like a seat, like I said, the seating, the AL West would have three teams. You would have the Rangers, you would have Houston, and then you have a mix between um, either Seattle. Um, I don't think Oakland's going to do anything for the next five years or so. Um, but it, it's just the AL is not equipped right now to give you sustainable teams they're going to give you one year two year teams so i think the rangers have a much better chance of being a one two three year team um over the diamondbacks okay solid points you know yeah it's just baseball's so up in the air you know you'd love to see these teams repeat i mean look at the loaded phillies that you know basically you know they brought back everybody from last year and added a few pieces that they needed to to repeat and they're sitting at home right now. They're not. They're not in in the World Series, so it, it is tough. But I'd have to agree with the Rangers on that one, just with how I don't want to say soft the AL is getting, but how soft the AL is getting. They're not mm-hmm. the powerhouses that they used to be. Um, so and Texas also Texas led the AL West the majority of the year before the Astros. Well, they pretty much virtually tied. But it's just funny how things work. The Rangers lost over her games. A couple of years ago, and the D backs were 52 and 110. Yeah. If you told me in, 20, in 21, D backs would be in the World Series in 21, I would have wanted to know what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, TJ, to stay with you here, you know, for the most part, these two teams have scored a lot of runs in the, in the postseason. Do you see that changing in this matchup, or should we be expecting, you know, more higher-scoring ball games here with with these two teams? I'm not expecting a high-scoring game in sense of both teams. I'm not expecting both teams to score a ton of runs. I'm expecting the Rangers to score a ton of runs. The D-backs will win their games 5-2 to two in that sense. The Rangers will score 
six, seven runs a game in this series, in my opinion. Um, I just think that their offense, when they get on a roll, you can't stop them. It doesn't matter who's pitching. Um, I think the Diamondbacks, you can stymie. You can stop them at one run, you know, two run inning. But Diamondbacks aren't going to put together a four or five run inning. So um, I say that if the high scoring happens, it'll come from the Rangers. If the D-backs make it out and win this series, it will be a very low scoring series. Okay. Tony, same question. I'll have to agree with uh, TJ. Uh, outside of that, because uh, look at it this way, even in the Phillies series, they got smacked 10 nothing in game two. And in game four, they were down 5-2, and then they scored four runs in the eighth. And I think that's the most runs they've scored in an inning in the play, outside of the Dodgers series, which they jumped on Clay, Clayton Kershaw, but that dude's washed, so I don't know if that really counts. But outside of that, um, I would say Texas has the offense to do it. And I would put their pitching over Arizona's. Arizona will need to, they'll need their stars to go deep. They'll need to shut down that Texas offense because that Texas offense is good. I could see Arizona probably maybe taking one or two games, probably 3 1, 4 nothing. Maybe it'll be one of those where they're down 3-2 when they score three or four runs in anything or something like that. They just catch lightning in a bottle or something because it's just unpredictability of baseball. Okay. Fitty, round us up. Yeah, I think you're probably going to see, somewhere what the guy said, you know, like a 5-2, 4-3, maybe Rangers type of game. I'm sorry, uh, Diamondbacks beating the Rangers type of game. Um, I think the Rangers' wins will be like, Nine to four, seven to two, 11 to seven. Probably almost like when Iowa plays football <laughs> at the college level, the baseball team probably match them with points. So if you see an 11 to seven game, you can see if the Iowa Hawkeyes uh, score one of those two scores the, the, this weekend too. But, um, but I think like that's what you're going to see. So like six, five, four, two, or like, 7-6, 11-7, like right in there. I don't think you're going to see one nothing, and I don't think you're going to see like 11 nothing. Okay. okay. Uh, so, Fitty, th- th- let's stay with you. Who wins and in how many games? I am going to say the Rangers in five games. I'm, I'm going to say they're going to win one, two, three, and five. And Diamondbacks win game four. Okay. Tony. I say Rangers in six, clinching their first ever World Series championship. Arizona's going to take a couple of games in Arizona, so they won't have teams celebrating in their pool. (laughs) (laughs) TJ, round south. I got Rangers in six. I just think that they are the better team. I think the D-backs had a great run, and they have a lot that they can be proud of and build on. But um, And they proved me wrong every step of this way, but I think the Rangers are taking six. Yeah, I, I got the Rangers, but you know what? I, I don't know why, but something in, inside of me is saying this is going seven games, and I don't know why. But I, I see the D-backs eking out some gritty wins and, you know, pushing it to seven games. But, yeah, Rangers in seven is mine. So, TJ, who or what is the difference maker in this series? The difference maker for me right now is Mr. Dallas Garcia. He is an absolute monster, and he just he, he scares you when he goes up to the plate, and pitchers change what they're doing 
um, you know, they have the game plan to get him out, and then they see him walk up, and that all goes downhill. They can't get the first pitch. They can't get that first strike, and they're behind. And when he, he just has the swagger about him, kind of like a Rosarina had um, a few years ago with the Rays, where he walked up, and no matter what he tried to do, it just didn't work. Um, and Adalas, he's making Seager better. He's making um, Josh Young better. He just with his at bats and with what he's doing, um, it just he's the reason why you turn that one run inning into a four run inning, or he you know knocks that starting pitcher out of the game, or whatever it might be. He's just going to change the course of the game when he steps up to the plate. All right, Tony, what about you? I gotta agree with TJ. Uh, I got Adolf Garcia that does the X factor. You wake him up. You Houston played with fire and got burned multiple times. If I had to pick a pitcher that would be an X factor, I would have to say Zach Gallon. Zach Gallon's a really great pitcher. He's supposed to be on the bump for Game One. If he can, if he can pitch very well, Arizona could probably steal steal a game. Arizona needs to steal a game in Arlington. Okay. And Fiddy, what about you? We lost you there for a second, but yeah. Uh... Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. But the, the screen somehow cut out, and it just came came back on. So, um, I'm going to say it's Bruce Bochy, right? The guy's managing four World Series, four World Series, you know, and won three of them. Um, I'm going to say it's it's him. Now, maybe the Diamondbacks go into years past and bring out like the ugliest man ever and Randy Johnson. And he terrifies, you know, the Rangers um, before the games. And maybe they show the clip of him hitting the bird when he was pitching. Um, and that's just, that could be the X factor for the Rangers, but, uh, or sorry, the Diamondbacks against the Rangers, but in all seriousness, um, I don't think anything is better from the Diamondbacks perspective over the Rangers. Um, and I'm not going to say the Rangers are overly better than the Diamondbacks besides a little bit of offense, but I think that X factor is the managerial staff for the Rangers is just has way more championship experience. Okay. Solid picks. And, and we'll stay with you for this last question here. Who's your 2024 world series prediction as of right now, 2024 world series prediction. I don't think baseball can afford two teams that don't have marquee names going back to the World Series two years in a row. So I'm going to go out on a huge limb and say it is going to be the battle of the East Coast versus West Coast, the former battle of New York. But I'm going to say it is the L.A. Dodgers versus the New York Yankees. Okay. Tony, what about you? I got to chime in here and say, they may not like it, but like Randy Savage used to say, God rest his soul. You may not like it, but accept it. They <laughs> are going to have to just deal with it. I'm going to go on a limb and say the Toronto Blue Jays against, I will have to sit, go on a limb and say the San Diego Padres. Bold predictions coming out of Tony TJ. Round us out here. I think that it's coming down for the National League is going to come to one player, Shohei Otani. I think he's going to San Francisco. And I think it's going to turn around. They're going to get some key players at the deadline. They're going to stay healthy this year. I think the Giants are going to make it back. And then in the American League, it's a toss-up 
I will say, uh, I will say that the, I'll say that the Yankees make it in. Um, I think that they had, they were humbled this year. I think Judge stays healthy, but I think they're going to make some key moves where you might see Stanton be moved. You might see some of these big money guys for guys that are bought in 100%. So I'll say Yankees versus San Francisco Giants. Yeah, good picks. I, if I had to make a prediction, and you know, as a Red Sox fan, this pains me to say it, but I think the Yankees come out of, like you said, they were humbled this year with just the absolute piss-poor performance that they put together <laughs> this year. It was not Yankees baseball at all, but I, I think they get back to to the World Series, and and I don't – the NL is so wide open that it – I got to go – I'm going to say the Dodgers. You know, it, and, you know, it will have – We'll have Yankees, Dodgers in the World Series, and this is a tough one at this point in the year. But solid picks out of everybody. But that that wraps up here for the World Series preview show. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, who had the right predictions here. I always look forward to that, and you can check my reactions out on my Patreon page and see how much I. Trash the people with the bold predictions, and I uh, praise the people who had it right. Uh, all in good fun, though. Being a comedian, I have to. It's part. Of, it's in my nature. But I look forward to you. Thank you to all of my guests, Johnny Fitty Falcone, TJ Lett, and Tony Bogan for joining and helping us out here with breaking down the World Series. That is going to do it for this week's episode of the Ride Home Rants podcast. As always, if you enjoyed the show, be a friend, tell a friend. If you didn't, tell them anyways. They might like it just because you didn't. That's going to do it for me, and I will see y'all next week. The Ride Home Rants Podcast is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Energy drinks made for gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike. For gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike. Go to the link in the description where you can find the best energy drinks out there. Less caffeine than a cup of coffee. Also, no jitters and no crash afterwards. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my favorite sponsor of the show, and that is Shankit Golf. Golf apparel made for the everyday golfer. We might not go out and shoot a six under par. We're probably going to shoot a six over par. But this is going to give us the gear that's going to help us rock it on and off of the course. Go to the link in the bio. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off there as well.